0: Australian for beer. Waltzing Matilda. Waltzing Matilda. And all because the lady loves sausages. And look, I've got pigs fate. Oh. Hello there, you mustachioed maidens and muscle men. It's Chappy, your British butler, on a very sizzling, sultry day here in Colorado. And I think around the world, I think the mercury is tipping 100 degrees in many, many places. I know the UK, without any air conditioning, is going to hit that. You're gonna to have to have a lovely little little pitcher of barley water there, some ice in there, and find a very large tree to sit under over the next couple of days, unless you're lucky enough to have air conditioning where I need to put my moo on, I need thermal underwear on. It's so cold, I, I can't get the temperature correct in Chappie Towers at the moment. I need, I need the drafty old Chappie Towers where downstairs was drafty and cold and upstairs was like a sauna. It's like a Turkish bath, but without less back hair. So anyway, welcome along. Yes, the tash did it. The tash and the mullet did it. There's a little bit of wizardry there. If they ever reinvent Harry Potter, I think they're going to need somebody with a wispy, willowy mustache and a mullet who can cast all sorts of spells. Uh, Well, Cam Smith's spell was with his putter. That was his magic wand. I was pulling for Rory. Wanted a little bit of luck of the Irish, but uh, alas, it didn't come this way. And... He was waltzing Matilda all his way to the bank, Cam Smith. Anyway, lovely to have you here. A little bit of a chill out, a little bit of a relaxation before the heat of the week, whether it's your working week, whether you've got next week off, and you enjoy the, the heat and the tempestuousness of the, uh, of, of the summer across the whole of the lands. Anyway, I'm here... As I said, I am I just slipped my slipped my slippers on. Uh, these rather bedraggled slippers that are worn and chewed up by a corgi. But my little tootsicles were feeling very, very cold. So I'm trying to warm those up uh, to get uh, G'd up for the podcast here. And we've got a lovely little show for you here. Another Sunday Sermon edition of the podcast where, you know, you can sit... Uh, without any sort of congregation in the pews on your own and meditate and think of england because this is what the show's about it's carb i don't think i could have done any more carbladen last night i had a baked potato i had some delicious chicken fingers that were moist and this wonderful sort of broccoli cheese bake. It was absolutely marvellous, I have to say. One of my favourite uh, my favourite items, but that was carb laden. This is carb laden as well. We, we don't sh- cut away the fat here. Uh, it, it, you know, We want everything to be very, very doughy. We want everything to fill you up to the max so you can go about your weeks thinking, I've had my carbs for the week. I've listened to Keep Calm and Cauliflower hues. I've listened to Chappie. I listened to his sort of baked pomposity for about 45 minutes, uh, twice a week. And we had a little session on Friday. Yes, we did have a, we had a podcast on Friday. We talked about the wonders of the tuna mayonnaise sandwich with a little bit of sweet corn. I am going to give you a full report because I'm doing the salmon mayo. There's something about canned, the canned fish. I know the omega-3s are going to do rather good for you. The tuna mayo was a little slice of heaven, I have to say. I saw my old friend, Pajama Man, in the hat. Um, we talked about the genetic disposition of itching one's face. My mother's always itching my fa- uh, itching her face. I'm always itching my neck and my face as well. It runs in the family. And do I have a lazy dog or does my dog have heat exhaustion? And uh, should I put the dog in an ice coat as well? The man-spread power stance that a lot of men are doing these days. I, I mean, a- a- again, if you've... If you've got uh, big brass knuckles, so to speak, you need to sort of have a bit of man spreading going on to sort of lift and separate and keep everything apart. That's what it is. It's, it's nothing to do with a power stance. It's just to do with logistics and practicality more than anything else. I was sort of oh, oh, I was all bunched up. Yes, I was all bunched up uh, for the podcast uh, the other day. That was that was yesteryear though. That was back in the sands of time, almost back in the days of the Qumran scrolls. If you're biblical, imagine when they discovered those scrolls in that cave, how immeasurable it was. And you know, the other day with the telescope and the bright new view of our universe and beyond, if somebody discovers the audio reels, the audio transcripts of this podcast in like two or three hundred years. They're going to think, why was he debating about whether you should have HP brown sauce or red sauce? Uh, what's this whole mushy peas thing? He talks about that a lot and putting cold tea bags and frozen tea bags down his underwear. Who is this guy? What is it? I, I think it could be as important a discovery, an archaeological discovery, is this to get lost in time and somebody, some wise owl, discovers these audios and it sort of resets them. if you're finding a four-leaf clover or you have a sh- lucky shamrock on your guinness or you found a silver penny inside of christmas pudding all of those things are lucky but i think today the wispy mustache and the mullet became cool again wispy mustaches and mullets being pulled out of a shell some of the topics we may or may not be talking about today on the podcast, keep coming, our cheese, is should I change my pants after the gym? I was saying the other day, I think I mentioned about the Lycra underpants bunching up. But should I change them after the gym? And if you've got varicose veins, do they chafe? Do, do they make things more painful? My pools open and close like nuns in a nunnery. My chicken pecking typing technique. I don't think we discussed that. I mentioned it in the podcast the other day. I've got a spider on my ceiling. We think I need some dad butt padding. Also the buck moon is making everybody crazy. Yes, there is a buck moon. Americans like to call walking, hiking. My mom and dad are getting their kitchen completely renovated at the moment. And they, talking about the sands of time, they found some of my old grades from school in 1990. And we're going to be discussing that on the podcast a little bit later on. They found some grades and they found a very nice note that one of my teachers uh, wrote about me back in 1982, believe it or not. And I'll be sharing that with you, the cauliflower cheese listener, before the end of the program. We may have some rate my plate, some very British problems as well. Uh, Very British problems, guys. Do love a good heated story at, oh, I would love myself today. One of those uh, Percy Pig ice creams. Yes, Percy Pig has moved into the field of making ice creams, pink and white swirlies, almost as curly as a pig's tail. But you know what? Nothing beats a number 99. Very, 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 Mr. Rippey, with a delicious flake in the middle. My mother mentioned it a little bit earlier on, and i can't get it out of my head graham hall wrote a lovely piece in the london times in the week on what happens when your dog's bark is worse than its bite how to stop your dog barking so he talked about his dog bear walking onto a stage he didn't bark until he saw the audience i had asked him not to applaud there'd be too much of him but when he did spot them he started barking What we often miss in these situations is what is really obvious when we listen carefully. If there's a rise and fall in barking, Bear barked for perhaps a minute, and then he paused to think for a couple of seconds, no more. But it was long enough for me to calmly tell him he was a good boy and deliver a smile. Quiet is good. Each time the barking subsided I praised him and within five minutes after a few cycles of barking and silence he stopped altogether. It was that magic moment happened. He lay down with his chin on the floor and looked for all the world like a dog about to drop off to sleep in front of a few hundred ooing and ahhing strangers. I was pleasantly surprised and gobsmacked. Simple advice can be very powerful. The trouble is humans just love to complicate things. Surely it's all much more complex than they seem one lady asked is it true that some elements of training can be complex but most aren't or at least they don't have to be i've been surprised by the number of owners uh, who have messaged uh, me over the last few days after a show to tell me about the changes in their dogs much in the result of a two-minute reply to a question simple works really well but clever dare i say is choosing the right kind of simple in the first place there's three golden rules that uh, i share with my audience some borrowed from the w- world of human psychology number one any behavior that feels rewarding will increase that's why treats and praise work so well any behavior that feels uncomfortable will decrease and by uncomfortable i'm never talking about shouting at your pets or hitting them or anything that might make them scared a disparaging look can sometimes do it some behaviors that are ignored will be fade away it's knowing which behaviors to ignore and when to act is the tricky part thing more than curing a naughty dog barking though is feces eating dogs something about brits don't talk about very often but it turns out this habit is surprisingly common there are a number of potential reasons some are natural bitches often eat their puppies poo to keep their dens clean and some are more indicative of the medical problems you might want to see your vet if it's a new habit some dogs may eat poo because they like the taste others may be sensing that there's something missing from their diet. God, I do not have that problem. I'd keep the barking. The, I'd keep the barking, but the eating of the poo is a whole different tale. And all because Lady Love sausages. I'm going like to be a public service for you, the listener, but I want to introduce to you today the absolute best way to upgrade your frozen dumplings. When it comes to quick, easy, tasty convenience foods, it doesn't get much better than frozen dumplings. Unlike many dishes, dumplings hold well up in the freezer. Well, not really, because they're so big and they keep falling down on my tootsies. And having a stash of dumplings on hand, always have your dumplings on in, in hand, or not in your hands, but in hand, But you're less likely to find yourself shelling out for expensive delivery the next time the hunger strikes. Whether you make your dumplings from scratch or purchase one of the countless store-bought options on the market. Ways to cook frozen dumplings steamed, boiled, air-fried or microwave. They take a couple of minutes from freezer to table. While frozen dumplings are generally delicious when served solo. You can kick them up a notch with a few simple tips and tricks. Spending just a few extra minutes in the kitchen can make your dumplings feel more complete balanced and transform those crescent shaped delicious delicacies into something you'd be proud of to serve your guests no matter where you stand in terms of culinary abilities they're absolutely best ways to upgrade frozen dumplings why not make a homemade sauce there's nothing wrong with serving frozen dumplings with store-bought soy or ponzo sauce but trust us if you make your own sauce you'll make your dumplings even more delicious why not and one of my favorites dump the dumplings into a soup and if you don't want the soup diy dim sum yes diy some dim sum some barbecue pork buns and scallion pancakes are lovely and if all else fails and if you don't want any of that why not give them a crispy dumpling skirt so you had in the british open this week I, and I just said British Open. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna be put on a gibbet. My ball's going to be cut off and put on a gibbet outside of London. Yes, no, 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 no. I apologize. The Open Championship. I've been in America for too long. But you had on the 18th green, at everybody approach, you had Pipers, Bagpiping, Scotland the Brave, Amazing Grace, and other such classics. But just imagine you're, you're like in a big championship and you're coming up to a putt, and you're really, really concentrating, you're trying to read, and you need a little bit of silence, a little bit of composure, then all of a sudden, this starts. And he's got a slight left to right break, a six-foot putt to win the Open Championship. And he stands behind the putt. And all of a sudden. Roy McIlroy comes to the last hole needing a birdie three to win the Open Championship. He stands up to the tee and all of a sudden. I'm going to go see when she's f. I tell her, honestly, and you know what? What's she the point in your going to have you on your next couple of days? The real question is is it easier to understand this couple with the bagpipes going or without the bagpipes? When I when I slept with somebody else, I tell her that. But, ah, but it's there, it is. But did the day I passed through that, did it? Yeah. You did. Wait, but back to it. You you're gonna say See you finally got the boss to admit it, you've got to say one or two lasses. Throw so it away, crea- eh? It's clear, not f you it. death with your daughter. You see when she's. I tell you honestly, and you know what? What's the nothing. point? And you're gonna hit all. Have you on your next couple of days? And all because <laughs> lady loves. Sausages. Expose the secrets of men who take baths. A friend of mine recently snapped a picture of her husband's bath setup just before we got into Candlelight, music, jacuzzi jets. But when I interviewed this man, who I'll call the secret bath lover, he told me only one reason he takes a bath is to limber up for an Ironman competition. After informally surveying several middle-aged men who take bath, I found that the men seem unable to enjoy a bath for the sole purpose of relaxation. Instead, the men I spoke to had utilitarian explanations for why they take baths. Their reason ranged from cold water acclimatation to hoping for sex in the bathtub. Why do men take baths? While it was easy to find men who take baths, it's nearly impossible to find any, except ones an adorable 15-year-old who admitted to regular bathing practice. Of the four men that were interviewed, I heard nothing of bath bombs, Epsom salts, or bubbles from any of them. However, there was plenty of complaining about what they wanted from a bath versus what they actually got. The empty tub experience. One businessman, who I'll call Action Man, told me, If you can get the wife into the tub and get some action, then obviously that's a draw. Draw in the bath. But I think a bath means something very different to women. Action Man isn't alone. Secret Bath Lover, who recently bought a $10,000 jacuzzi set up for the master bathroom, says he regrets the tub. He gets only fits one. It's not that fun to take a hot tub by myself. If I were to do it again, I'd get a hot tub that could fit another person in there. A communal experience would be so much better. Secret Bath Lover complained it's too hard to hear music over the jets. Another man complained that he couldn't get his phone into the tub. So the whole bathing experience was not efficient. Utilitarian bath takers, while a few men who were interviewed claimed to get a bit relaxed in the tub, none of them soak solely to find bathtub bliss. Instead they all tried to accomplish something else, something supposedly more important. Their goals for bathing range from warming up when I'm chilled to the bone to increasing my range of motion. Yoga man told me that he tries to do a yoga class while in the tub The top 10 reasons men take baths. Number one, number one, prepare for an Iron Man, cold water, sensitization. Number two, stretch muscles, do yoga. Number three, escape, escape chaos of the house. Number four, finish a book. Number five, watch a movie. Number six, catch up on an email. Number seven, think for a financial purchase. Number eight, avoiding eating. Number nine, get warm. And number 10, have sex. I'll let you decide which reason, number one to number 10, and figure out which one you feel confident in and which one you want from your bath. In any case, some of my interview subjects said they use bath time to catch up on email. Others watch a movie, Action Man, a father of four said the bathtub is his hideout from the turmoil of the house. If I'm into a good book and need an escape, the chaos of the family and the dogs, I'll get in the tub and read. question is, do men who take baths even relax? With a little bit of probing, into the murky waters i discover that all the men who take baths do enjoy the relaxation they get out of the experiences they loathe to admit it's like the serenity of a bath is something that just happens by accident while others are trying to accomplish other important goals when i take a bath i do it at night because i get to sleep quickly yoga man told me otherwise i don't really have time he added in interviewing men who take baths i realize there's some social taboo in the us relaxation in the bath is for women action man says generally speaking i don't associate bathing with men this perception seems to be self-fulfilling men don't take baths because they think other men don't take baths or at least other real men don't take baths huffington post surveyed a thousand people and asked if they preferred baths to showers of the 485 men only nine percent took baths another three percent of male respondents said they weren't sure which they preferred yeah they're bath they're bath dwellers aren't they Other than 100% sure that 3% of men take baths in secret. men who take baths are real men. It's sad that men feel they cannot take the time to simply relax in the tub. or unwinding is purely a feminine endeavor. If more men could fully own the bliss that is a bathtub, I have no doubt would be living in a peaceful world. Life for all of us would feel more bubbly. Did any of you see the Buck Moon, the magnificent full moon in the middle of summer during the week? The words Buck Moon may be unfamiliar to many, but it's something that everybody experiences every year. It's a powerful lunation and holds so many meanings that one cannot even count. But what exactly are the mysteries behind the Buck Moon and the meaning? What is the Buck Moon? To put it simply, a Buck Moon is a full moon that happens in July Its name derives from the bucks or male deers whose antlers grow at its peak during this time. Some say that it was the Native Americans who bestowed the name to the July full moon. This is a time when sightings of the aforementioned bucks became all the more abundant. It also signals that the mating season of deers is about to commence. As a summer lunation, the buck moon is brighter and higher than most full moons. It's a sight to behold. With those characteristics, there's no doubt that it has other worldly potentials there is no question why people look forward to it what is the spiritual meaning of the buck moon the buck moon is a very auspicious sign of good things about to happen in somebody's life however it changes depending on the signs and the planets that will involve themselves annually the 2022 buck moon's spiritual meaning will draw strongly from the opposition with the sun and mercury the change that must happen in people's lives will start from their homes listening to one's intuition is very much important during this period Taking things slowly, but surely, so that people can enjoy things as they happen is also good too. Okay, what is the Buck Moon meaning for each sign? So we'll do some relevant signs for people in my life. Aries, which is my star sign. The Buck Moon will make the Ram rethink about the things that they are doing in their lives. This will also prompt them to find the true meaning and purpose behind the things that they do. If they feel like their responsibility is worth doing, then they are they must no matter what the odds they'll be able to succeed this buck moon can aid them in finding a higher purpose where they can devote their boundless energies to it and they move with motivation to seek more when it's already there in the first place it'll also help them find their own self-worth although there are uncertainties that they need to wrestle with it'll be nonetheless lead aries even closer to their destined places in the world why not we do virgo My dearest mother, my daughter, star sign. Finding strength despite the odds is a difficult thing to do, yet the Maiden will be able to do so during this period. So many things from the past will come up during this time. They'll be able to fight and bounce back even stronger than ever before. Even if they come across as meek, this will be an underestimation of their sign is capable of doing. There's no challenge they'll back out of, as they'll know their implications to their daily lives. Virgo's indomitable strength will be put to the test and yet they will live and survive, will continue on despite the odds. Libra, my other daughter, for them to grow and even become better, they must look at the varied circumstances they're in. It will take time, this is especially if they've been thinking hard about what they can do, for them able to do something else in their lives. All things will fall into the rightful place in due time. Libra will be able to withstand even the worst of challenges and that they'll be encountering no matter what. And for my love, Sagittarius, taking things easy is a hard ask for the archer. But this is something that they must be done for them to be able to function from this point forward. It will help them connect to the universe more accurately and acutely. At the same time, they'll know what they can do for themselves and the people around them. Once they've held their horses, so to speak, they'll become even more aware of the truth behind everything it will then calm their souls down and help them strategize in this journey of theirs they'll be able to do something that's just being just more than being a passive observer as time passes by this will make Sagittarius proactive and more attuned to the workings of the world in their life the depths of time as my parents kitchen is being renovated they found tucked down the side maybe i hid it back in 1990 because they were bad grades but they found my old report card from 6j in the summer of 1990 and these are some of the grades of your dear dilapidated host my worst subject of all mass c1 english b1 history b1 geography c2 biology c1 and worst of all My skills in the chemistry field, CD1, physics, C2, art, C1. I was never any good at art, and I have terrible handwriting as well. But best of all, divinity, religious studies, I got an AB1. Many people are probably thinking, this is why I became a humble butler. (laughs) My poor grades at school. And my mother said the champ who's taking out our kitchen found this right at the bottom of the cabinet in the drawers dad laughed when he saw your marks for religious studies he said i always thought should have been a vicar there are other finds as well deep in the cesspit of rubbish that was at the bottom of the drawers and this was a school report on your dear friend and dear host chappy spring term 1982 and i will read it written beautiful, Parker pen ink, probably dip nib dipped in, lovely calligraphy, lovely handwriting and this is the, this is how it reads. His self-confidence has increased as the term has progressed. This has been reflected in his work and understandably a number of phonetic work is increasing. And He's very keen to learn to read. His writing is gradually improving but he worries about it, tries hard, with pleasing results using the workbook associated his reading has improved He's always polite helpful and he enjoys the company of other children in the class signed victoria the teacher saw this in the week it absolutely shocked me from suits to tracksuits, first bespoke streetwear store to open for more than two centuries savile row has been synonymous with finest tailored suits but changing times mean visitors to the famous shopping destination can now get a bespoke tracksuit or bomber jacket. Reflecting the demise of formal wear post-pandemic fashion house, Cloth Surgeon is about to open the first ever bespoke streetwear store at Savile Row. What has not changed is the steep price of the pilgrimage to London's most fashionable street. Close Surgeon's bright pink Italian lambskin bomber jackets £825 while a herringbone tracksuit will cost you £520. The cloth Surgeon spokesman says the consumer is changing. They're becoming younger and more educated and they have a different taste. The young consumer now has deeper pockets and they want to find something different. Creative director Rav Mefru told the Sunday Telegraph that he can even create the perfect white t-shirt according to the customer's design. He told the newspaper, we want to create the perfect white t-shirt, but the perfect white t-shirt isn't the same for everybody. They might prefer a slow color and heavy jersey to a different shade, but to one piece is everybody's wardrobe. So to have that bespoke t-shirt within your wardrobe is quite unique. Oh, I mourn for the days of the three-piece suit. These are the days, though. I saw this old advertisement, men's shorts and long-sleeve business shirts. So you can have a short sleeve shirt with a big old kipper tie and the shortest shorts you'll ever see with a nice leather belt, uh, white long socks and Italian loafers. Fashion ties only 3 dollars fashion shorts $7.99, the shorter the better. And if you want to get well belted and well trousered sir, or well shorted, then leather belts were two fifty-nine. But make sure you wear your socks up to your navel. The Psychic Pig has predicted who will replace Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. Last week, Mystic Marcus correctly predicted that Mr Johnson would step down by trotting towards a sign that said go inside his pen. He was back on ITV on Monday and this time he tasked with naming the Prime Minister's successor. It didn't take long before he picked his winner, predicting that Suella Braverman will be the next to walk through the famous door at Number 10 Downing Street. Now let's see what they would have won And all because, ladies Sausages. Saw this in the week here. Guy who owns this chippy is an absolute disgrace. He has no business being in customer service. The chippy doesn't even look like a chippy. He's rude, arrogant, and a disgrace to Witherney. This chippy shouldn't even be in business. And response. You came into a Chinese restaurant and was asking for fish and chips. You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you, Kevin and a naked woman robbed a bank, nobody could remember her face. And melting roads caused by soaring temperatures are posing such a risk that may may soon glimpse a sight normally only seen in the freezing depths of winter, when snow and ice threaten to make the nation's highways slippery and dangerous, it's the gritters that are dispatched to make conditions safer. But with the extreme heat posing a risk of damage to roads, Hampshire County Council says it's taking out a fleet of gritters out of hibernation months earlier than usual. Once awoken from their traditional summer sleep, the hulking yellow machines will spread light dustings of sand instead of traditional salt to soak up the tar and minimize the chances of road surfaces melting. A bloke was left horrified after tucking into a minced beef and onion pie only to discover a tooth inside. Adam Young was eating the Bentos pie on Wednesday when he found an unexpected addition to a form of a tooth. The grim discovery initially had Adam checking his own gnashes, but soon realized they were all present and correct. The data one said, I felt something really hard in my mouth. It was like crunching a stone. I spat it out. It was a tooth. The first thing I did was double check my own teeth. They're all intact. I've looked over the internet. and I think it might be from a young cow. I certainly didn't expect to find anything like that in my pie. A spokesman for Frey Bentel says, Quality is extremely important to us. We take all of our customers' concerns seriously. We can confirm that he's been in contact with Mr. Young and have requested some details, along with the foreign object, to be sent back to us to ensure we can investigate the matter thoroughly. An Oklahoma noodler was arrested and reportedly confessed to killing his fishing partner, claiming he did so to stop Bigfoot. From coming to eat him. Justin Thomas also caused a stir during the first round of the Open Championship on Thursday. Uh, the former All American uh, Alabama carded an even par 72. What got the world's uh, attention was Thomas's outfit, which included jogger pants that left his ankles exposed. The PGA Tour asked on Twitter, Sports fans, what do you think about Thomas's attire? One commentator went so far as to say, can't imagine there's been a worse outfit in 150 years of the Open Championship. And an introverted dog meetup ended up looking like an office holiday party, and the whole adorably awkward moment was catched on video. A a group of Swedish pet owners brought their shy pups to a gathering at a park. An owner named Sophia Rosten explained on Instagram uh, what she made of her rescue dog, A dog psychologist put together the event, Rostin said, presumably the meetup was intended to help the owners shy or calm, as Rostin described Quillo to pets that socialize with other like-minded pooches. Rostin exclaimed that the meetup lasted about an hour and that the dogs actually had a pretty good time, but much like humans, they got a little overwhelmed by all the socializing and body sniffing at the end, and things start to get a little bit awkward. So much so that Rosten decided to record the gathering and post the hilarious footage on the dog account. There was almost in the end of the meeting, it looked so funny, so I recorded it. The video perfectly summed up the dog's visible discomfort over making any kind of eye contact with each other. It's like a pasture of cows, she wrote, overlaying the text of the video. For Quilla, she might be a little bit uncomfortable with the other four-legged furballs, but seemed pretty outgoing around her humans. So Quilla might be trying to catch flies instead of other dogs' frisbees at the end of the introvert gathering, she still deserves a belly rub for at least trying. There's a spider on my ceiling that's so high up I couldn't get it down, and the spider didn't move for about six months, and then all of a sudden, the other day, it disappeared. Might be one of my 80, one of the 80 spiders and insects as a human you swallow each year. Very British problems official, very British problems at a DIY shop. Number one, going for a a nail and coming out with an ax, a roll up piece of turf and a large wooden stag. Two, wishing you'd written down the bulb name when it transpires there's no such one as R2D2. Number three, being told by a member of staff, we don't make those batteries anymore, rendering everything in your house inanimate. Number four, walking across a warehouse behind a staff member so he can point to nothing and say, if we did have them, they'd be here. Number five, weighing up the pros and cons of buying a barbecue that's larger than your garden. Number six, feeling like a true pro when you enter the building already soaked in paint. Number seven, spending much too much time selecting one of the 500 types of rake you, than you did choosing a house. Number eight, being tempted to reply, we could order one with, so could I. Number nine, feeling sad as you reflect the honest answer, did you find everything you're looking for is, I'm just here for a day out. And number 10, arriving home to discover your new bulb doesn't work out and rather take it back, gradually adapting to a life of darkness. And some classics in the heat. Current topics of conversation in Britain. Number one, how is it this hot? How is it going to be hotter next week? That's it. Remember, try to stay cool in the weather. Don't do anything that might cause you to overheat. Right, better get on this Sunday roast on the go. More quality content on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. What sex position should you try based on your zodiac sign? Uh, For Aries, Edging, Taurus, Cowgirl, Cowboy, Reverse Cowgirl, Reverse Cowboy, uh, Gemini, Ménage à Trois, uh, Cancer, The Lotus, Leo, Make a Sex Tape, Virgo, Alfresco, Fing, and then uh, we have Libra, 69, Scorpio, The Amazon, Sagittarius like bondage, Capricorn the wheelbarrow, Aquarius missionary position, Pisces the butterfly. Thanks for joining me on the podcast this weekend. It's lovely. I've been chilling out here, absolutely freezing. Now the, the hairs on my legs are standing up because it's so cold because of the air conditioning. I know first world problems. Turn up, turn up the uh, heat, champion. Turn up the air and stop this thing from going round. But th- this is the problem. Is I just cannot get the happy medium in this situation. If you like the podcast, like and subscribe across all of the platforms. I'm to be seen absolutely everywhere. But Apple Podcasts has us. Spotify has an audio version. We also have iHeartRadio, Pandora, Slacker, Breaker, TuneIn, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can hear us absolutely everywhere. Your toes gently fry on the pavement as you walk along without flip-flops because i do not have any flip-flops i either go to loafer or to barefoot nothing at all in between as your feet frazzles you can hear keep calm and cauliflower cheese but today on the music Limpour and porn butler playlist we have the dum-dums this is on spotify we also have some squeeze we have some deacon blue we have some kirsty mccall van morrison we have also some Suede. We have some Blur, and Jane Wild and some Cure, some Prince. Absolutely fun packed summer playlist for you, the delightful Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese listener. Coming up next though, we have a poem. This is Meredith, July. Blue July, bright July, month of storms and gorgeous blue violet lightnings o'er the sky heavy falls of drenching dew summer crown o glen and glade shrinking hyacinths in their shade i welcome thee with all thy pride i love thee an eastern bride though all these singing days are done as these climbs that clasp the sun through the cuckoo in his throat leaves to the dove his last twin note come to me with thy lustrous eye golden dawning orrently. Come with these shining blooms, thy rich red rose in flowing glooms, through cuckoo doff, but sing cuck cuck, and the duff alone doff coo, and the kushet spins her karoo 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 to the cuckoo's halting cuck. Sweet July, warm July, month when mosses near the stream, Soft green mosses thick and shy, A rapture in a dream, Summer queen, whose foot and fern fades beneath while chestnuts burn, I welcome thee with thy fierce love, Gloom below the gleam above, And all the forest trees hang dumb With dense leafiness o'er overcome. Through the nightingale and thrush, Pipe not the bow or bush, Come to me with thy lustrous eye, Azure melting westerly, The raptures of thy face enfold And welcomes to the robes of gold Though the nightingale broods Sweet chuck sweet And the oozel flute so chill Though the throstle Gives but one shrilly trill To the nightingales Sweet, sweet There'll be another mid-season Midsummer podcast Coming up for you next week Until Friday, keep cool And carry on Cheerio And all because Sausages!